0: we as christians sometimes we receive christ but we don't always understand what that means as children of god we don't always uh receive or have uh understand the access that we have as children of god let me read that little scripture it says uh should we pray in first oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) you know what go right ahead
1: All right, Lord, we thank you so much for this time, for this day, for this occasion. We thank you so much for the privilege of partnering with you to bring heaven to earth. We thank you so much for the privilege, Lord, of being able to minister your word to your people. We thank you for drawing all men unto you, and we thank you for all who are here at this appointed time, whether they are watching live or whether they're watching um, a, a recording. But Lord, we just Thank you for hearing ears we come with hearing ears to hear what you would say and we come with hearts to receive your okay. word to understand your word and we come with the intention to do what you say in the name of jesus holy spirit we thank you for what you will illuminate for us here today breathe on these scriptures breathe on these words make thank them come you, alive to us the name of Jesus. We thank you for revelation. We thank you for wisdom. And we thank you for showing us how to walk in our identity as children of God and how to access everything that our loving Heavenly Father has for us. So Holy Spirit, have your way. We follow your lead in this conversation in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for that, sister. All right. So it just states right here in your introduction, right? It states that um, as you open your heart and mind to receive whether you are a Christian or not, I believe God will meet you right where you are and tell you everything you want to know. And then I'm just going to drop down really quick. And it says here, oh, Lord, where did I get that? It says... uh, Do you or does anyone you know think that you're experiencing as much of God as there is to experience? Um, Do you want to know everything that uh, belongs to you as, uh, as a child of God? Or want to know how to access everything that belongs to you as a child of God? Those two key points really stood out to me. Because salvation, once we receive salvation, there's so much more. Because once we receive salvation, we also receive the Holy Spirit. When we receive Holy Spirit, he comes and dwells in our hearts and in our lives. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we've received a down payment, a promise, a guarantee of eternal life. That is what Holy Spirit, because he is eternal. So when the Holy Spirit is living in us as children of God, there are things that God has for us as children of God, just like a parent has things and plans for their child. That child has access to everything that's in the house. That child is not going to go hungry. That child is not going to go without having clothes. That child is not going to go without having education. That child is not going to go without growing up and learn how to work the gifts and the skills and whatever it is that the parent has taught them. And so as children of God, we, we get to access that as well. So becoming a child of God doesn't just stop at Saying a prayer, Lord, come into my heart, save me. Which Christ has already done at the foundations of the earth when He died on the cross, salvation was sealed, right? Because when He died on the cross, God was able to receive um, receive us redeemed. We were redeemed, and so salvation was there. All we had to do was say, Lord, I forgive uh, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. But once we've done that, there's more. It's that step that we take coming to know who we are as children of God. And one of the scriptures that we um, spoke about last time was John uh, 3.16 and 17, correct? Well,
1: John 3.16, yes.
0: Would you like to read okay. that scripture then? So, just kind Sure,
1: sure. Okay, and so, you know, this is a very familiar scripture, right? To anybody who's been in church any amount of time, um, and even to those who haven't, but John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it's that everlasting life piece, Right. Um, It's as Pastor True was just explaining. We have eternal life. We have everlasting life. But here's the reason that Beyond Salvation was written. Because people seem to think that everlasting life means I get to live forever. When I receive Jesus, yay, I get to go to heaven and I get to live with God forever. And that's what religion has dwindled salvation down to be. But salvation is so much more. Salvation is not just, yay, I get to go to heaven. Salvation is everything that God has provided for us. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing already. You all grab this, grab this, grab this in the name of Jesus. And I even speak that as this word is coming forth, that you're receiving deliverance right now. You're going to get answers that you've had. You're going to get keys that are going to unlock doors that you've come to. You're going to get breakthroughs that you've been seeking for. Grab hold of this with your faith in the name of Jesus. Salvation is not just, yay, I get to go to heaven when I die. Eternal life is not just, I get to live forever. As a matter of fact, we're going to revisit John 3.16 again, right now, and then we're going to jump to another scripture. Here's the last part of John 3, 16, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, Jesus defines everlasting life for us. Turn with me to John chapter 17, verse 3. Hallelujah. Somebody's getting free today. Glory yes, to God. Yes,
0: Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Chapter 17, verse 3. And it says, and and this is Jesus speaking, so he's defining eternal life. He right. says, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So what is eternal life? It is knowing God. And it is knowing Jesus. And that knowing doesn't mean knowing about him. It doesn't just mean reading about him in the Bible and yay, there is a God. The devils believe there is a God and they tremble. But it's about knowing him, growing into intimate relationship with him. And I dare say getting to know the inner workings of him. He does not want to hold any part of himself back from us. He wants us to know him fully and to know Jesus Christ. Why? Because when jesus earth was fully god and he was fully man both walked this earth as a man has walked this earth to show us how we're supposed to walk this earth so the more we get to know god and the more we get to know jesus the more we get to know ourselves, because God created, and in his likeness, and everything that Jesus could do, we can do, but if we don't know who we are as children of God, then we don't know what we're made of, we don't know what belongs to us, and we don't know how to access it, and so that's why this book, Beyond Salvation, Beyond Dying and Going to Heaven, (laughs) was written, um, it's called Beyond Salvation, The Art of Receiving God's Promises. All of God's promises, as Pastor True pointed out, that were already created for us, given to us before the foundation of the world, but they were put back in our hands when Jesus died and rose from the dead. And now we have, ac- well, I'll say it like this, those things are there waiting for us, and the Holy Spirit is that promise. The Holy Spirit is that gate. Engage- I don't know what hand you wear, the engagement ring is on that, is that engagement ring that says all of this belongs to you. You have all of this, but now we must grow in the knowledge of God, grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, grow in the knowledge of who we are so we can access and properly appropriate all that God has provided to us.
0: Amen. Amen. As you were, um, talking, um, Holy spirit reminded me of a conversation that we had this morning. Um, cause I kept saying, you know, as I was getting ready and prepared for our, our talk, I kept saying, thank you, father. Um, you know, father, you're really good to me. And then Holy spirit brought the scripture to me, um, regarding Jesus. He said, um, that we will call him Abba father or mm-hmm. that. And then he also stated that, um, when i when i leave uh you will no longer have to ask me but you can go straight to the father so that's what the intimacy that's what that for for me when i read the book um i really grasped the understanding that the word of god because jesus is the living word in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was with god jesus is the word You cannot Mm -hmm. enter into a relationship without entering into Jesus. Jesus is the way to the Father. So you have to know the word of God. You have to have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or you Mm -hmm. can know the Father because they they are one, but they're two separate people. Mm -hmm. And so eternity, again, starts right here on earth through Mm -hmm. the access of Holy Spirit. Because Jesus also stated that he is going to bring the advocate, and he is going to remind you of what I said. Who? Jesus. And so when we have access, when we receive Christ as, um, when we receive salvation, then we begin to understand that Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? When I hear you say that, because that's one of the things that you teach in your discipleship class, knowing who jesus christ is as lord not just Mm -hmm. savior as lord over your life yes when i hear you say that to me i get the understanding and the unction that the word of god has to be lord and paramount in your life see i the synonym jesus and the word are one to me see i Mm -hmm. cannot separate those two Mm -hmm. i cannot separate those two god is not asking us the father is not asking us to um to um, receive anything other than his son which is the word of god that's why we have this word and so Mm -hmm. once we have that word and we have the holy spirit that will teach us and bring us into the understanding of like you said the identity as children of god And as the as I stated earlier, the um, the uh, uh, example of being in the house with your parents, you know who to go to. You know, when you need something, you go to your parent and it doesn't matter if it's mom or dad. Right. Because they're one. And when you are able to do that, when you are able to recognize that you are a child and that you always have access to the house. Amen. Then you have access to everything that is there. Now, does that always mean that you'll have access to everything that is there? No. Eternity means we have a lot, we have the time that we are here on earth and the time that we leave to be with um, Jesus to learn the things that we have to to um, access the things and the authority and the works that he has done and the works that he wants us to do because greater works we will do but you first have to have an intimate relationship with the word of god which is jesus to enter into that relationship and have an intimate relationship with the father
1: right and if can i back us up a couple of absolutely we keep talking about salvation, and we keep saying salvation, but let us define salvation um, real quick. Go into the, um, just just the nuts and bolts of it, because we're saying it's not just, yay, I get when I die, I go to heaven. It's not even, yay, when I die, I don't go to hell, right? And salvation is meant for us to experience here on this earth. So, and I'm reading from the book where I define salvation, but the word saved in um, the Greek means, it, it, it's so and it means to be saved from danger, to be saved from suffering, to be saved from sickness, to be made whole. It does mean spiritual and eternal salvation. It is God's present power to deliver from the bondage of sin, and it is deliverance from the wrath of God at the end of this age. And I'm sorry, I'm on page 14 true. I didn't okay. That, sorry. Okay, and then um, that is what being saved means. Now, the, the noun form of saved is salvation. So when we have salvation, this is what we have. We have deliverance, preservation, salvation, material and temporal deliverance from danger and apprehension, like from economic calamity, health issues, weather mm-hmm. thing what's going on here in texas right yes have spiritual and eternal deliverance we have god's present power hallelujah present power to deliver from the bondage of sin and salvation is it, it includes everything it sums up all the blessings bestowed by god on men through jesus christ so these things that we're talking about Being saved from danger from suffering health healing all of that we're not going to need that when we go to heaven that is designed for us to have here on earth this is what salvation is and it's as pastor true is saying eternity we must develop a relationship with the word but i want to and and this is where i'm gonna i'm staying in the vein but i want to present a different perspective go right ahead because a lot of times when people get saved, they're thinking, oh, I have to start going to church. Oh, I have to start reading my Bible. Oh, I have to start. And that's why it's so easy to fall over into religion and never get into relationship. But salvation is, or eternal life is knowing God. And so when we come and we pray that sinner's prayer Pastor True spoke about this also, we receive Jesus as savior, Yea, he died for my sins, I get to go to heaven. But lots of times we bypass that step of making Jesus Lord. When we make Jesus Lord, that means we make, we give him permission, we turn over the reins of our life to him. And we say, you're the master, you're my teacher, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. It's a willing submission. It's a way of saying, my way has not worked. I tried it my way, it didn't work. I even had a good time doing what I was doing, but I'm tired of that now. You know, some people, not everybody comes to God because their life is so terrible. (laughs) And some people really enjoy what they're doing, but they realize, you know what, this just isn't getting it anymore. There's got to be more to life than what I'm living. So when we make Jesus Lord, that's when we're saying, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Why? Because in order to access the salvation that I just read about, we have to know number one, that is there. We have to know number two, how it works. And number three, how to work it. And we can't do that without the teacher. So when we receive Jesus as Christ, as our savior, and okay, I got fire insurance now, but then we don't take the steps to learn about him then those are the Christians I'm going to say it like this those are the Christians that keep that continue to struggle with sin they continue to struggle with whatever problems. They continue. They might go to victory to defeat, the victory to defeat. And instead of going from faith to faith to faith and glory to glory to glory, their life is characterized just by trouble and trial all the time. They're not living the victorious life that we're supposed to have because we have salvation. But when we make Jesus our Lord, inherent in that is saying, I'm going to do what you say. I want you to teach me to walk like you, talk like you, love like you, live like you, be like you. And then whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do so I can access these things. And so I can use them the way they're supposed to be used and experience them the way God wants me to experience them. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Because in that eternal life is learning how to access and live out the salvation. Yes, it's the time that we're here on earth and it's the time into eternity after our time here on earth is done. But you know what? I, I, I've heard stories of people who have gone to heaven and in heaven there's this room full of packages or boxes or body parts or whatever. And the person says, what is this? Well, these are all the blessings that you could have had on earth, but you didn't ask me for them or you didn't, you know, receive them. And so now they're up here in heaven. Mm -mm. When I go to heaven, I want my room to be empty. Why? Because I got everything down here on earth that I was supposed to get. And when I go to heaven, when I step into glory, it's going to be a seamless transition, glory to God, where I get to pick up where I left off. No negative yardage, no turn back seas, none of that. Because I followed Jesus, my Lord, and he showed me how to get everything that I was supposed to get. Do you know that when we die, when we leave this earth, it's supposed to be a graduation. It's not supposed to be a sad event. It's not supposed to be because sickness took us out or because tragedy took us out. or I mean, And I mean, there are situations where that happens. But that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be, all right, I've finished. I've I run my race. I've finished my course. Now it's time to go home. And it doesn't have to take something of um, some kind of tragedy to take us out. Just breathe out and the next one you breathe, you are with the Lord. Hallelujah. That Amen. Graduation. Because it's eternity knowing God and all right, we've gotten what we're supposed to get down here on earth. Now it's time to transition to heaven. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. So, and so again, as you're talking, so I, I just always have imagery, and one of those imagery is always about the house of God and parents and family. I'm a, I like to bring families together. I love, because that's what, uh, you know, God has done for us. He redeemed us. He brought us back into the fold. He brought us back into the house. Well, what house? There was a place. It's called Eden, where Adam and Eve were. Before they got kicked out the house
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and it was locked when they could not enter back in that's good so I always see it as a house and when I am teaching or preaching or talking to those who have an issue with God or an issue with their salvation And when I say salvation with issue with their salvation about receiving the things of God and how their life is, Um, you talked about Christians who have an up and down in their lives. And that's called, uh, you know, they're carnal and because they haven't learned to operate in the spirit. They haven't learned to uh, die to the flesh, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. And so. Again, the imagery when you were speaking was again about the house. You cannot live in a house and not have a relationship with those who run the house. Amen. And so, let me, let me give you the imagery of what I see. You, you have, and, and this is, I'll give it to you from my personal life, my experience. When I was younger, um, as a small child, when I had to depend on my mom and my, my dad, um, I received everything that they had for me. Um, shelter, you know, food, a warm bed, you know, all of those things. I even enjoyed our time together. I enjoyed sitting on my mom's lap. I enjoyed my dad, you know, coming in and giving me a hug and throwing me up in the air. I enjoyed that. But then there came a time when I thought, because there was, had to be rules set down, right?
1: <laughs> Here we go. Because at a certain
0: age, there are things that are required of you. Mm-hmm. They took away from any joy that I thought I would have, because my joy did no, was no longer attached to my parents, but it became something that I seen outside the house. Mm. And so the desires of my parents and the things that they wanted for me and they wanted me to receive and have came with certain rules and regulations, came with, you know, uh, and it wasn't for my uh, detriment. It was for the best of me. Now, I understand that that's not always the case for every household. I understand that. But I'm speaking of that household, even if you weren't living in a house that was like that, I'm speaking of the household of God. Mm -hmm. When we receive salvation, we enter and we're supposed to enter into a relationship with the son who was sent so that we can come to know the father. Mm -hmm. And when you had spoken about some of us feel that when we um, become Christians, we have to read the Bible, we have to go to church we get to a point where we think we have to do something that works. There you go. And so we have misaligned the heart of the father. We have misaligned the desire of Jesus. We have misaligned that because of something that we've seen and we misunderstood because we believe that we, when we see parents or men and women and children getting up and going to Sunday, every, um, Um, going to church every Sunday and reading their Bibles on Wednesday and so on, that they are literally slaves to that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And they don't recognize the reason why they do it or the reason why one should be doing those things is because of the intimate relationship that you have built. Amen. Amen. And no, yes. it's no longer works. It's nothing that you have to do. It's because you want, want to, do, to it. do it. Amen. You are running to amen. Jesus. You are running to be at the feet. You're like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus is telling Martha, you're worried about too much. I'm not, Mary, she, what she's doing, she's doing the good thing. And it's not going to be taken from her. Amen. Amen. There's a place for these things, but we're talking about the intimacy of God because that's where eternity starts. It starts here. Amen. And like you said, you cannot transition easily if you have not start or begun that transition here. Because there's a transition that begins here
1: on earth. Amen. Amen. And it happens at the new birth when you make jesus lord i've heard it like this the most important thing an unsaved person can do is get saved and the most important thing a saved person can do is renew their minds mm-hmm. and Renewing your mind is not a one-time event it's a moment-by-moment thing renewing your mind. You've been in the world all these many years. You've been open to worldly influences all these many years. And now Jesus is here to show us the way to the Father, the way to all that God has, the way that we are to live, the way that we were created to be. And it is so contrary to everything that we have learned. And this is why when you come really with that submission in your heart and you might not understand it as submission when you're doing it you just know that my way isn't working and i need something better but you can't come let me tell you something i'm a teacher and my classroom is for those who want to learn not for those who know everything we can't come to jesus with what we know and thinking that what we know is what's going to get us his way Mm -mm. so when we come we are realizing okay i need to lay my stuff down and pick up what he's giving to me. And when we're talking about this relationship with the word, wanting to go to church, wanting to read the Bible, being like Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus, I'm reminded, and you said living in the house, you can't live in someone's house if you can't, you know, get along with them and get along with their rules and everything. One of my absolute favorite scriptures is um, Psalm 27:4. This is David speaking. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David wanted to stay in God's house all the days of his life, which means what? I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to follow his rules. I'm going to submit myself to his authority. I'm going to live my life the way he wants me to so I can live peaceably in this house. But this house is a house that I want to be in. And I know, so I hear some people like, I don't, I, I, I don't got it like that. I, I, I struggle to sit down and read the Bible. I enjoy going to church, but you know, sometimes I just don't get there. You know, I, I'm just not into it. And <laughs> when I talk to people, um, bless their heart, they're like, I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm not into God like you are. You know, it's like they, they feel that conviction and they, they break it to me so gently. And I'm like, you don't have to be into God like I am. Be into God like you are, but get into him. The Bible says, draw near to God. He'll draw nigh to you. He and, and what you need to know, what you need to know, it's God who's doing the work. All he needs you to do is be willing. All he needs you to do is to want to and then put the, I I don't want to use the word effort, but put the action behind it, put the Mm -hmm. corresponding action behind it. Like I can want to lose weight all I want to, but if I don't go walking or if I don't pass up those donuts or if I don't, then my want to is is futile, it's nothing. But if I want to and I'm taking the steps to reach what I want, okay, and then that thing's going to draw near to me, that thing's going to come. Well, when we want to be with God, when we want to know more about God. We might not even know how to do that. We might not even know where to start with reading the Bible. But I'll tell you what, if you start and you're in that place of submission, you're in that place of humility, and I know those are like two ugly words to a lot of people, but that's what it is. It's a posture. You'll find that these words start jumping off the page at you. You'll find that though you've read this scripture a hundred times, I never saw that before. Or you'll see that as you read and you're going throughout your daily activities, you respond to something differently than you would have before. Hey, the word's working. You bring your want to, you draw nigh to God, he's going to draw nigh to you and he's going to be the one who does the work in you. It's not a performance thing. There's no amount of boxes you can check off and get into heaven. (laughs) I I know somebody who says, I just want the right answer. So when the test comes, I get the right answer and go to heaven. It so does not work that way. (laughs) Jesus is the answer. Okay. Jesus. And not just his name, but Jesus is the answer. And having him as Lord of your life. That's how you get into eternity. That and you get to live eternity. Here on earth, it starts here. Well, it started, did eternity start? Eternity just always was, right? Mm -hmm. But for us, it's like what uh, Pastor True just said. It starts here. And you just, you just get in the word. And it's, even if you read one scripture a day, even if you read the same scripture for a month, I'm telling that's my favorite kind of Bible study right there. When the Lord keeps me in the same scripture for a long time, oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. But you'll find, you, you ju- I'll tell you what, you just show up. You show up ready. You show up expecting and watch what God will do.
0: You know, uh, once again, uh, the word of God tells us that he draws us with his loving kindness. Amen. He draws, he draws, he draws. So I don't care how long that rope is or how far away you are. He Every day he's drawing. And so again, the imagery is him speaking to you in little gestures, him blessing you and and honoring you in certain places like if you're in your studies, promotion with a job, increase it. So he's drawing you. And so, and you know, some of the things that you have received is nothing but God. And so you will give him thanks for it. But as those things start accumulating and you start looking over your life, you begin to see, you know, God, you have been here all the time. And then there comes that one time in your life where you are at your wits end you don't really know what's going to happen or how things are going and you start crying out to him and that loving kindness comes in once again and you receive it so loving kindness gentleness uh it's like when a person says good morning to you every day Amen. and you can walk by and go mm. Or when they say, good morning, how's your day? Mm, fine. And one day, they just stop you and say, listen, this is just something I don't even know, but today is just one of those days. And I think that you're not only for me, but I just wanted to tell you, your day is going to be wonderful. There's going to be wonderful things happening. And you stop and you listen. Because something's going on in your life and you, all of a sudden, it grabs your attention. (laughs) You think so? Yes, I do. You Mm -hmm. just believe that. And so that's what happens. God can be talking to you every day. Hi, how you doing? And you just, mm, Mm -hmm. Or hi. And one day he just stops to get your attention a little bit longer. Listen, I just wanted to tell you today is going to be a beautiful day. And you needed to hear that. Then all of a sudden, right, that person, when they start walking by you and saying, hi, now you, hi, how you doing? Right. And then months go by and that person says, hey, how you doing? We got some refreshments. You want to come and have some? Sure. This is this gradual thing because God never gives up. He is relentless. Amen. And it doesn't even matter what state of mind and what state you are in. I don't care how tall up from the floor up you are. I don't care what you have done. And I'm serious about that. I don't care. You can be a, I'm sorry, a lot of people aren't going to like this, but you can be a mass murderer. You can be whatever you want. But when God calls you and you say yes to him and you give your life over to him, all of that stuff is washed away. And he does not remember it. Hallelujah. And let me say this too. A person who has received the loving kindness from God in a state like that, their heart is so open. They just pour out everything that God has. They want it because for years, for just about all their life, they felt like nothing. The things that they did, they didn't understand that anybody could ever love them because of what they did and who they were. And when Jesus comes in and says, I've been with you from the very beginning, trying to get your attention, that person right there is better off than those who have been in the church for the last 20, 30 years and have not moved from that same pew spot in the church. I'm well, saying. Because they come to recognize the intimacy, the love that Christ has for them beyond anything. Because another thing that you said that we don't have to work for um, God's love or uh, to know him and to receive him as Lord and Savior. There's no conditions attached to it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. There's no conditions attached to that. Amen. It's unconditional love. Amen. Amen. And God wants you to receive that. And you cannot receive it if you still believe that you're unworthy. That's right. That you've done too much dirt in your life, that nobody. That he's not going to love you. Or, okay, so he, he does receive me if I ask him into my life, but I'm so messed up, I can't even go and ask him for anything else. I can't. I can't do anything else. That's. I'm just gonna go ahead and live life, because like you said, now I know I've got this insurance policy that I'm gonna go to heaven, and I'll just be a good person from now on. Just make sure I live my life the way I, you know I'm supposed to, and that's it. And what happens is, the enemy robs you of healing of living in a a place of abundance, living in a place of joy, coming to understand your place in the kingdom of God. Because we keep talking about eternity. Salvation does not stop with just asking Christ into your life. There is so much more. And we can't even exhaust the topic. I don't care how long we talk
1: about it no we can't and you know what true I want to go back to this mass murderer comment you made help give somebody some peace about it come on anybody remember the apostle Paul now we know that he was at the stoning of Stephen but we also know that he was you know a big time as a matter of fact just before he made Jesus Lord he was on his way to Damascus to get letters so that he could bring the saints bound back to Jerusalem so they could kill them, persecute them, enslave them, whatever it was, they were imprisoned them, whatever it is they were going to do. But the murders where Paul was present, he's just as guilty of those murders as the people who committed the murder. Am I right? Correct. Okay, and you said, God wipes all, all that away. He remembers it no more. Well, join me in Acts chapter nine, everybody. We're going to look at Saul's conversion because we keep talking about salvation is more than just, yay, I get to go to heaven when I die. We're talking about the importance of receiving Jesus as more than savior. We're talking about the importance of making Jesus Lord because it's only when you make him Lord, that you're going to do what he says, walk in his ways and get this eternal life that he's talking about. And this eternal life is knowing God from now until the hereafter and throughout all eternity. So we're in um, Acts chapter 9, and this is Saul before he became Paul. It says, starting at verse 1, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, Letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, that he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, catch this who art thou lord what did he just do yes he didn't didn't know who he was but he sure confessed him as lord because he knew that he had run into something bigger than he was something that changed his life something knocked him off of his high horse lord and then he, he didn't know who he was yet and the lord said i am jesus whom thou persecutest it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So this tells me that this isn't the first time that the Lord's been trying to get his attention. And and, and and Paul recognized this force, whatever it was, it was familiar. Who are you, Lord? And even now as I'm speaking, I feel like Holy Spirit is saying, who are you, Lord? Why do you keep bothering me? What? Who are Lord? <laughs> but you got my attention this time. Right. Okay? Now, Now, the rest of the story, well, let's see. So then, all right, yeah, so let's just keep reading. So verse six, talking about Paul, Saul, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? In other words, I'm going to do what you say. And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. All right, and so now we're gonna jump down and um well anyway so paul saul did what he was supposed to do now in this do we see anywhere where saul says oh jesus forgive me i was on my way to to damascus to get these letters i was gonna kill your people oh i'm so wrong oh oh oh." do we see any of that no we see what will you have me to do and then we see him do it that my friends, is called repentance. Repentance is not saying I'm sorry because I have sinned. I'm sorry is not listing all of the sins that you have done. Repenting is turning from your way of doing things, doing a 180, and turning to God's way of doing things. Saul was on his way to persecute Christians. That was his way. And then he turned to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. He turned to God's way. That is repentance. It's not words coming out of his mouth. It was an action that was done. What re- Go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. Because right. it keeps standing. Before you even asked to go to that scripture, um, that was the scripture that the Lord had already given me. And I wanted to point something out to you. Because as you were speaking, that is exactly, you said he did not... Um, start saying, you know, confessing all of these things. But what he did was when he said, Lord, he says, the the scripture says, uh, verse five, and he said, who are you, Lord? And you, you recognize that uh, Jesus had been trying to get his attention at some time before. And he recognized that early on, but he continued in the vein of thought and the vein of what he wanted to do because he believed that what he was doing was right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until the Lord came to him in a manner that shut that down, then he recognized, okay, I got to stop and answer him. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, let me just make sure, Lord, Lord, Mm -hmm. is this, is this you?
1: Okay. Because I
0: thought I heard you about five, you know, (laughs) months ago when you were telling me to quit doing that, that you're, you don't understand what you're doing, that everything that is happening is because I'm set, it's the way it's supposed to go. But when we get in that mindset, right, when we Mm -hmm. get that mindset, that what we have to do. And that we're sticking up for Jesus. or so when we, we you, you, whatever that mindset, when we get in that mindset, it is the hardest thing. And God's loving kindness, he's reaching out to us, but we keep swatting it away like it's a fly.
1: Yeah. Holy Spirit
0: yeah. keeps me and we keep swatting it away. But when he recognized that and you said it, he said, okay, Lord, what would you have me to do? Mm -hmm. because he was so determined he was determined because he thought what he was doing was Was the right right thing Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and when he came to himself and realized that it was the wrong thing that's when he turned you said it Mm -hmm. repented he didn't go on and on but the scripture does tell us later on that he was praying in his blindness Mm -hmm. he was praying Mm -hmm. And that's when Ananias came to him. Yes. Because God had spoken to Ananias. Yes. And told him, he's praying right now.
1: Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you going? okay no, you go. go ahead. You want me to go? Okay. All right. And the point that I wanted to make here, though, because what religion has done is said that to receive Jesus as Savior, you have to confess all your sins. So you're supposed to be coming to this person who loves you so much and then listing all of these bad things that you've done. What kind of mindset is that going to put you in if you're not understanding that you're giving them over to him and he forgives you? But either way, even if we turn over, let's turn over to Romans chapter 10, verse nine, because this is the Saul who was now Paul, the same one that we just talked about is the one who wrote these scriptures. Romans chapter 10, verse nine. He's talking about how someone gets saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, very familiar scripture, he Mm -hmm. says, that if thou wilt confess with thy mouth your sins, Mm -hmm. no, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord, Jesus, Jesus is Lord, Lord, what will you have me to do, Lord, you're the one I'm going to follow, Lord, you're the one I'm going to obey. If you confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It does not say if you confess your sins, you're going to be saved. And religion has made it that way. Now, granted, we must realize that we are a sinner. It's like Pastor True just said. Saul thought that what he was doing was right. He was Hebrew of Hebrews, Pharisee of Pharisees, sat under all these teachers and all this. He thought what he was doing was right, but now he's been awakened and he knows that what he's doing is wrong. And so he confesses Jesus as Lord, I'm going to do it your way. I'm turning away from my way. That's when salvation comes. That's when salvation comes. The problem is that a lot of times, People like to receive Jesus as Savior, have this fire insurance, and think they can keep going in their way. And that is just not the case. Because if you do, then you have not confessed Jesus as Lord. And now watch this. Romans 10, 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Salvation comes with confessing Jesus as Lord. When you confess Jesus as Lord, salvation comes. And you get to experience it because you're going to listen to Jesus, do it the way he says to do it, and therefore you get to access it. And move
0: it out. Can we finish reading a few scriptures down? So um, in verse... Okay, so let's just, let's just read from uh, verse... I'm sorry, what is the verse that we're in? Verse eight, who will descend into the uh, abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? Verse eight, the word is near you in your mouth and with your heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach. Verse nine, that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, this is the verse I would like to bring to our attention. For with the heart, one believes unto what? Righteousness, that you are now in right standing. You have to believe in your heart that now that you say, Lord, you, uh, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I believe that I am right now. In your heart, in your heart, you have to believe that. Because if you don't believe that in your heart, if you don't receive that Christ has forgiven you, then what do you begin to do? You try to work. Mm -hmm. for that right standing
1: yes
0: that self-righteousness
1: right right and that is
0: not what god is asking you for let me finish the scripture and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation i am the righteousness of christ i have been redeemed hallelujah i am no longer a sinner Hallelujah. But the blood of Jesus covers me and the mercy of God follows me all the days of my life. Amen. Confession. Hallelujah. Well, I remember when you used to be out in the street. I am the righteousness Righteousness. of Christ. Amen. I walk in authority and power. I am a high priest of the most high God. I am a living stone. My confession.
1: Amen. And, you know, even Jesus loves me. Right. Jesus loves me. Whatever it is that he's working with you on, whatever it is, you know, and and, and I say whatever your salvation experience is, because all of these things that Pastor True is saying, they are so true, but we grow into the knowledge of those things. Sometimes we just get sick. When my daddy, oh, I love my daddy. When my daddy led me to Christ. Uh, The prayer was, Jesus, please come into my heart. I want to, you know, forgive me for my sins, all that, but I want teach me, I want to walk the way that you walk. I want to talk the way that you talk. I want to, you know, and so my confession to righteousness is "Mm -mm, I walk like Jesus walks. I talk like Jesus. It's whatever that revelation is for you, God speaks to you in your language. So whatever, but with the mouth and with the heart, And believes it's important to say your heart is not just this blood pump inside your body your heart is your inner man okay um and i like to call my heart my believer because if you believe with your heart right so i call my heart my believer so if in my believer i know that i am the right god and but if we look it up in um, Matthew 6:33 in the Amplified Classic, it says righteousness, um, but seek ye first the righteousness of God or the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that word righteousness is his way of doing and being right. So if I believe in his way of doing and being right, that's a way of renewing my mind that his way and my way are two different ways. I need to make my way line up with his. And I do that by believing that his way is right and obeying what he's telling me to do.
0: And uh, another thing, so when I used to, um, before the pandemic, I used to go out to the prison and I used to always tell the ladies, let's put our hands over our heart. And they would put their hands and I said, no, this is your heart because you just said it. What I believe in my heart, then I will be able to see here. And what my mind, the renewing of my mind, if I believe that I am the righteousness of Christ, if I believe that I'm a child of God, see, that's what I said to you, I have imagery. So I always see my father. And I see Jesus walking with me like my big brother, like my defender. And Holy Spirit is always there because he lives and abides in me. It is the one thing that connects me and keeps me in the spirit realm. So my heart, the the word of God says that the heart is wicked above all things. But once I believe and I begin to confess those things, then my mind is always seeing what my father's, Jesus said, I only do what I see. (laughs) I only do what I see my father do. Amen, amen, amen. Your heart dictates what you see, your imagination, where you're That's why we wear the helmet of salvation. Oh, that's why we wear the helmet of salvation. Because our confession is always those things that have been placed in our heart, where we have the mind of Christ, that we can speak those things as they are. This is that eternity. That's that eternity. Amen. Amen. That's once we, that's where we have moved from this, um, spirit, uh, you know, this religious, uh, attitude of works, thinking that we have to work, that there are conditions to what God is going to do because he loves us or what we need. And uh, to be honest, we all get there. Some days we feel, well, I'll talk about myself. Some days I'm like, okay, Lord, I need to do this. I need to do that. And he'll, get to the point where I'm like, I hear crickets. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, you're not, you're not talking to me. You're not. It's because I have forgotten that every promise that God has given me, everything that he has shown me, is really not contingent upon me. It is not, because if he's made the promise, just like he did for Abraham, he's going to see it pass, see it to come. Mm-hmm and so there's no conditions all I have to do is be here and available all I have to do is know the word of God that I would be able to receive now there is so much more in that but that's the you know the gist of what I'm saying our hearts and salvation eternity this is a package and we have to rightly understand what that is I'm going to briefly just mention I had two people um make a comment uh, when we shared the flyer and one person stated uh, that this is a whole bunch of stupidity and the other one stated, uh, you know, you always said something to the the terms of, you know, what about just having love for everybody? But, and I was excited. I I get excited when I see stuff like that. Mm. Because then I can have a conversation. I can, you know, really, Show you because when you feel that way, it's because you've missed something. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: you've missed something. And for the for the one woman who said, you know, well, what about what happens to just loving someone? Well, how do you love like God loves unless you know the God of love? Because I don't know what your definition of love is. What does that mean? And is it does it stem in from the word of God because we just read right from John three sixteen. that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so what is your definition of love and what does that look like because the word of God also states that no one took Jesus life he gave it
1: Amen.
0: he literally gave up his life so that We can have a relationship, have intimacy, know the Father, and have access to all things that the Father has. He gave us access to our inheritance.
1: Which part of that is eternity. You just said, I think, either you just said it or I heard it this way, you said Jesus gave of his life for us so that we could have everything that he had I did you hear that? That? Yeah. that i heard that and and i heard that and in including his relationship with the father and in john chapter 17 jesus said all right i've done what you wanted me to do on here down here on earth return me to my glory that i had when it was just me and you <laughs> take me back to that jesus died so that we can have that kind of relationship with the father too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that something to shout about? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ooh, okay. I heard <laughs> that. <laughs> that's exactly
0: what this is all about. Because when I first, before I got saved, I used to always talk about God, God, God. I didn't know anything about Jesus. I hadn't a clue. And because I didn't know anything about Jesus, I really didn't have a clue of
1: who God was. Right. How could I? How could I? And, and true, you've been talking so much about family here and how much you enjoyed being in your parents' house. You enjoyed your parents, you know, when you were a child. You enjoyed, But there are so many people who don't know that kind of relationship with their earthly parents but Jesus died so we could have the same kind of relationship with our heavenly father that he has with the heavenly father. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: Hallelujah. So I just want to encourage those who may not have had such a loving or pleasant relationship with your earthly parents or being in your earthly home with your earthly family there is a home, there's a house, it's God's house, and he calls you his child. And Jesus came, he died for us, that we would know God the same way that he knows God, as a loving Heavenly Father who will never let you down, loving Heavenly Father who will provide everything that you need, loving Heavenly Father who will love you just the way that you need, even in ways that you don't know. Hallelujah, yes, hallelujah. You have a heavenly
0: father, he loves you so much, and he loves you so much that as you were talking, it reminds me of the a story of the prodigal son. You could be, like I said earlier, you could be in this place where you, like, like you said, you don't have a good relationship with your, your mother and father, you may not even know them but that does not mean that you don't have a heavenly father. And even if you were in a house that had parents that were not good and you had to leave, God is calling you back into the house that you would know who you are and know who your father is. And Kay and I are here because we are in the house and we're not like, the son that stayed in the house. See, let me let me just say this: the brother who stayed in the house, he was angry because his brother had left and came back and and spent all his money. And it literally, in in the Jewish community, um, when someone tells their father that they're literally saying, you know, I really wish you would die because I want what I, what belongs to me. And so that's what he was saying to his father: I want what's what's mine, but you're still living. When can I get from up out of Up under your, um, you know, your household and your rules. And so, but this other son, he wasn't like that. He was, you know, honorable and everything like that. But he did not recognize the loving kindness of his father. He didn't even have a relationship with him because he became angry. You, how can you be in a house with, this is what I mean about family. You, You, let me say this, you if you if any one of you have children and they have turned 13 so the next five (laughs) years, you you will see what i'm talking about all of a sudden they don't want to talk to you no more they want to be busy about what they want to do that intimacy becomes almost um non-existent and that brother he was in the house and when he got mad and the father tried to you know explained to him, listen, your brother was dead, but now he's alive. And he said this. He said these words, but you were here with me and everything that I had was yours. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about this salvation unto, unto eternity, which starts now as you become a part of the household of God, as you begin to have a relationship And the intimacy with God And as Kay has said The prophet, she just keeps going On and on about What type of relationship That we can have a pure Unadulterated relationship with him With no strings attached To the point where Once you become Once you become intimate with the word of God Which is Jesus, then you become Intimate with Father God You begin to know the father, the one who runs everything,
1: yeah.
0: and then you can access. See, this is what this is what we're talking about. We're not just talking about some confession of sin, we're talking about the intimate relationship that a child has with their parent, with the one that loves them. With the one who adores them, which the, the one who sings over them, that dries every tear, there is a God, there is such a person who loves you so deeply that he begot his own his son and then sent him to die and shed his blood so that he would have access to you oh, because no, it, yeah. it, and, and it, there was no other way to do that. No other way. We did not have it in us to do that. This is the God that we're talking about. This is the salvation unto the Lord that we're talking about. This is this relationship that we're asking you that if you desire that and you are tired of just going to church. And one of the things that we're going to show you at the end is how to get um, Kay's book because It is, I'm telling you, it is an essential tool that you will need and even for others so that they can recognize that this is not about works. This is not about getting into heaven at um, some later date down the road or when you're on your deathbed, you immediately start talking about, okay, Lord, I'm so sorry, what about it? No, because honestly, you don't know the day or the hour that you're going to die. It may be a um, a privilege for you to have a... uh, a sickness and have some time, you know, to, to, to receive Christ. But it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. And there is so much more that God would have you um, receive from him and to walk in this authority and power and anointing. My God, my God, my God, this is what he wants for you. And so, this is why we have the conversation, because we want to bring that relationship to you. We want to um, introduce you to that Jesus so that you would have a relationship with the Father, so that you would have a personal relationship. And as uh, Prophetess Kay had spoken, God speaks to each of us differently. And so however God is trying to get your attention, pay attention. And however (laughs) he speaks to you, however he speaks to you, you need to pay attention because he is drawing you with his loving kindness. He loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son that you would have eternal life. And eternity starts now.
1: Amen. Um, I had to write that down. Hey, okay. praise! <laughs> praise the God. Lord! You'll see that on my Facebook page. give
0: you credit. Praise Jesus!
1: <laughs> in our next few minutes, I think we have just a few more minutes left, but I want to go back and, and tie something up in a bow. When I was talking about Apostle Paul, or not Apostle Paul, when I was talking about Saul who became Paul, and when Jesus confronted him, Paul Saul did not spout off all of his sins. He did not confess all of his sins. He confessed Jesus as Lord, and he was saved from his sins. And you pointed out that later we see that he was praying. Yes, he was. And for all who are saying, but wait a minute, 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. it's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, that is true. That is for the believer. Okay, so let's talk about that. If we confess our sins. That word confess, whether we're confessing Jesus as Lord or whether we're confessing our sins, that word confess in the Greek is homologeo, and it means to say the same thing. So in these situations we're talking about, it means to say the same thing God says. So if we confess our sins, if we say, Lord, you say this is a sin, so I say this is a sin. Lord, you say this act is wrong, this thought is wrong, this attitude is wrong. I say this act is wrong, this thought is wrong, this attitude is wrong. In other words, we're still aligning. We're still submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we are turning from our way of thinking that this thing is right and turning to his way by saying the same thing about it that he says. When we say the same thing about sin that he says, the same thing about what we're doing that he says, we don't say, oh, but wait a minute, Lord, I only did that because, or Lord, it wasn't my intention to, then we're not confessing our sin. We're still justifying. Oh, 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 we're justifying our sin. But Jesus is the one who justifies, and he can only do that when we submit to his lordship. Come on, that's here, it. Lord. That's it. Hallelujah. So when we are confessing our sins, not so we if so we walk in uninterrupted fellowship with When we confess our sins, when we say the same thing about our sins that He says, then He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Why? Because forgiveness has already been granted. It was granted when Jesus died and rose again. But he's faithful enough to say, okay, it's forgiven. It will be up to you to receive that forgiveness and not to walk in condemnation. But he is faithful just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness, if we're going back to um, the the definition that Apostle True gave, um, being in right standing with God, he will cleanse us from not being in right standing with him. If we go back to the definition that's in Matthew 633, God's way of doing and being right, he will cleanse us from every way that is not his way of doing and being right. But that only comes when we humble ourselves, submit to the Lordship of Jesus and say the same thing about sin that God says. But if we continue, if we walk in pride saying, oh no, that was just a little sin, that doesn't even matter, or what what, it's not a big deal, or, well, I only did it because, or so-and-so made me do it, then he can't, you can't, you're not even in position to receive your forgiveness for that because you haven't turned to his way of doing it. So don't get it confused to get salvation, to get everything that God provided for us. That is confessing Jesus as Lord. Lord, you are my master. I give you the reins of my life. I'm going to do things your way. Now I am in right standing with God because that's what happens in a single moment. And now here comes God bringing things to our attention, bringing things to our awareness. Honey, and and he doesn't say you're bad because you did this. and you. He says, honey, you're my child. Now, this is how my children act. This is not a part of you. I did not, I, you know what? I didn't give you a spirit of fear. There is nothing inside of you that is registered to fear. That is not of me. He tells you who you are and he woos you with his love. And you say, Lord, that, that, that fear is not of me. I say this, I don't have fear. You did not give me fear. Forgive me for fearing da-da-da-da-da. Okay, you're confessing that sin and now he's cleansing you from it and you're walking in uninterrupted fellowship with him in that area of your life because you're not letting that sin come between you. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact you know, that
0: is the story of um, the Garden of Eden, isn't it? Isn't it? Because they would not confess their sin
1: tell tell it like you told me that you believe that when when god, when god came looking for adam in the garden tell tell me that part that's so good and he asked the question he said
0: um who uh, he, he came to adam and you know cuz adam and eve were hiding and he began to question them well who told you you were naked and he what he was doing was going through asking the questions to check their character to see what flaw that he was waiting for them to confess their sins and he wanted to see how deeply they had bitten you know how deeply they had partaken of this this sin this lie this disbelief this, this unbelief they mm-hmm. really and I, i'm not sure
1: exactly what it is that i told you at that time can i so when yes when God came and said, Adam, where art thou? Right? He asked yes. Adam where he was. Uh-huh. And Adam said, We're hiding, or whatever Adam said. Mm-hmm. But you told, you said, You believe that if he had said, God, we did, you know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, but I don't remember
0: exactly. <laughs> how it went. But, but this, what I'm saying is exactly what you just said mm-hmm. confessing what you did. Instead, they made up no it was the woman that you gave me no it was um, uh, the serpent he deceived me again not aligning and confessing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not aligning and confessing mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. because
0: they had already had the spirit of god but when they partook yeah. then they took uh, it, it just it's it's like they had turned away from everything that God had created them to be.
1: Yes.
0: And that's why when you said, you know, I raised you this way. I have to, this is not in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because you partook of the sin, because you did something that I told you not to do. And then when I confronted you with it, instead of you confessing mm-hmm. and aligning with me, You aligned with the lie. You justified what you were doing. You justified why you did what you did. Instead of aligning with me and saying, Father, I made a mistake. You were right to tell me not to eat from the tree. And I ate from the tree. Instead, they said it was this person. It was that thing. Right. And we also know that even when they were asked to leave, God never left them. Mm-mm. 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 Never left them. He was always there with them. Amen. Amen. And that's just how our father, he's waiting for us to align ourselves with his will and his way. He's waiting for us to confess to him. Lord, you were right. I stepped out of your will. Yes. Lord, I, I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. And I know that, that was, it was wrong because this is your word. Yeah. But instead I made excuses about why I did it, why I wanted it, what, again.
1: I justified it instead of letting Jesus justify me.
0: Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And so it, it just goes on. Um, and, and again, so everything that we are even talking about is the word of God. We're aligning salvation and eternity with the word of God, because you cannot be apart from that. And so, so many people try to um, have a relationship with God apart from the word of God. And they always speak about spirituality. Oh, I'm spiritual
1: hmm Lord have mercy.
0: And, and they read everything under the sun <laughs> yeah. with the word of God, but they take more of everything that they yeah. read and they plug it into places in the word of God. Yes. Again, justifying how they want to live their lives, how they want to receive God's Lordship, I mean, Jesus' Lordship, and the relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons why Adam and Eve had to be taken out of the God. You you cannot in, the, in God's house, it's his rules and his rules only.
1: <laughs> it is. And you know what? While I'm here in First John, I'm just gonna to turn to it real quick. In God's house, it's his rules and his rules only. Um in first John chapter five verse three. In the King James it says for well it tells us that his commandments are not grievous. His Amen. Commandments are not grievous. In in verse three, it says his his keep, let me see, keep his ordinance. Okay. So it's talking about in the Amplified Classic, it's talking about his ordinances, his precepts, his teaching. And these ordinances of his are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. Mm. <laughs> they're not <laughs> they're not he gives them to us because he loves us and he has an expected end for us, Jeremiah 29 11. but not only does he have the expected end, he has the way he orders our steps he directs our paths, he makes plans straight before us and plain before us but we have to walk in those ways to get that expected end and so the commands that he gives us they're not irksome, burdensome, oppressive or grievous his house, his rules. Amen. And
0: for those who are listening in and will listen in, um, we're again, we're doing this because um, first of all, we love Jesus and we love Father God. We love Abba and we want you to enter into a relationship with him in such a manner the same way that jesus has a relationship the same way that you see many others having a relationship in a loving relationship with him and who are always talking and fawning over jesus and how they love jesus we are that's what we want you to have yeah and again uh catherine has made plain the word of god that it is not grievous so if you have that contention, if you have that thought in your mind, I'm asking the father that he would remove that, that those strongholds and those type of um, uh, demonic lies would be torn down and broken down because they are not of God. When I When I tell you that God's love is pure and that it make you don't want to do nothing but fall into it. And when you've come to realize and recognize that everything that he's asking you to do is for your betterment, for your joy, for his glory, and for you know the to be a testament unto him. That I can confess and say, listen, I tried it my way, but it wasn't working. And when I began to ask God, okay, Lord, I don't understand this. This seems hard to me. I need you to explain it to me because I really want what you say you have for me. But I am having a hard time. God comes in and he sweeps in. He starts to tear down every lie of the enemy. He breaks down them strongholds, them high imagination that comes up against the knowledge of God, of Christ. Amen. And he begins to level away and build a strong foundation in his word. I'm telling you, if I don't know nothing else, I know that God loves you.
1: Amen. Amen. And true, I feel just such a sweet anointing mm-hmm. and the sweet presence of God right now. Just a, a sweet anointing of his love. Mm-hmm. And look at how perfect he is. We started out in the introduction of the book, where you were talking about um, do you or does anybody you know think you're experiencing as much of God as there is to a chance? Do you want to know everything that belongs to you as a child of God or want to know how to access everything that belongs to you as a child of God? And now as we wrap up, he's talking to those, do you think God is some big personal there, God? Do you think serving God is too hard and no fun? Or do you think you have to give up too much to serve (laughs) God? No, honey, he loves you, and you will find that if you let go of what you have in your hands and open your hands to receive, he'll just love you so sweetly, so sweetly. Um, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, I'd like to just take this time to to uh, give an invitation. I want to give an invitation to everybody who is listening in real time or recording. I'm not just going to invite you to make to, to ask Jesus into your heart. I'm not just going to invite you to, to ask Jesus to be your Savior, but I am going to invite you to make Jesus Lord, even if you've been saved for any amount of time. I don't care how long you've been going to church, how long ago you prayed the sins prayer, how many years you've been in ministry, I don't care if you just came up off the street corner, I don't care. I want to offer you this opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life, to turn the reins of your life over to him just as quickly and instantly as Saul did in that moment when he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And it says, truth said, everything that he had done washed away. Forgotten God never held any of what he did against him. He went on to write more than two thirds of the New testament He um, as a matter of fact, he was so he so much had a revelation of being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that he said, "I have wronged no man. His past had no hold over him, and this is what I am offering you today the love of God, for God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that if you would believe on him, you would not perish, but you will have everlasting life. And everlasting life is knowing God the Father, the one true God. The living God. The one true living God. And Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. And then you get to know You, who he created you to be and all that belongs to you and all that you can do. Glory to God. So if you would like to make Jesus your Lord, just repeat after me. Jesus, come into my life. I confess you as Lord. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose from the dead. And I believe that you are in heaven with God right now, and you're coming back to get me one day. I choose to turn from my way of doing things and to turn to your way of doing things. I give you the reins of my life. I thank you that your commands are not irksome. They're not burdensome. They're not grievous, but they're all for my good so I can access all that you have. Teach me to walk like you, to talk like you, to live like you, to love like you, to be like you. Tell me what you would have me to do, and I will do it. And now I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit I receive the power to live this new life that you have given me. And I receive the evidence of speaking in unknown tongues. Thank you for my heavenly prayer language. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my heavenly praise language. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being alive in me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the family,
0: congratulations,
1: and we give God praise, hallelujah! Yes, Lord. And I'm going to put um, this information on the screen and just do it. uh Oh, yes, I'm going to. This is listen if you have um, just made Jesus Lord, I want you to contact us either, um, true. Or myself, I'm getting ready to put our information up on the screen. We want to hear from you, we want to keep you in prayer, and um, we want to send you some information that's going to help you with the decision that you have just made. Which, by the way, is the very best decision of your entire life. Holly. Yes, it is. You've got Pastor True's information on top, and you've got my information on the bottom. Um, we'll leave this up for a moment. And um, while you are writing that down or getting a screenshot of it or whatever you're doing, um, I want to also extend the, inf- the invitation for you all to receive a free download of my book, Beyond Salvation, The Art of Receiving God's Promises. Um, okay, I'm going to go to another picture, but I'll leave this up just for one more second while I get it. Hold on. Oops, that's not it. Ooh. Give me a moment. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I just
0: like to say, um, I, I'm, I'm, I know that uh, for many of you, salvation is, uh, you know, either a done deal or some of you may even believe that you can lose your salvation. Um, and what we are presenting here to you, really, like I, I said earlier, is the love of God Who wants to have a relationship with you? And we will begin to get, and you know, at later times, because we're going to start doing this every third Saturday of the month, just talking about the Lord's Word and salvation and eternity and bringing the scriptures alive to you. And of course, there are many people and many websites and uh, classes that you could take to learn about these things, but God has placed it on our hearts to share with you salvation, and eternity beyond what you may have known before. And we're praying that everything that is being said, every scripture that's being read is hitting the target. There may be things that you have forgotten. There may be things that you did not know. But whatever, whatever that is or whatever you are, we are inviting you to give your whole self unto the Lord. And if you need help and direction, mentorship, that is why we put our information up. Because we believe that the one and only true and living God has a desire for you and wants you to receive every bit of it. That desire, those gifts, the authority and power, the business um, entity, knowing your father's business and going to work, (laughs) all of those things that you are entitled to because the father loves you. This is what we're asking the father to give you, but you have to receive him as Lord and Savior. And we're we're, uh, willing and open vessels to pour out unto you whatever God has. So, Catherine, if you have that other um, screenshot, I just wanted to say that. I mean, you know, we have so many voices out here. But honestly, if you've received uh, Jesus as your Lord um, today, if you have been touched by the things that we've said, if something has been opened up, if you have been, if you received a new revelation on what salvation and eternity is, then we encourage you to meet us here every third Saturday so that we can have great discussions and that we can be a blessing in your life.
1: Amen. Is this the- Is this the shot you were talking about?
0: Uh, no, you had another link, that another photo that you wanted to share,
1: correct? Oh, I did. I did. It was of the book. Oh, okay. I shared the book. Always Amen. And that's what
0: the free download? Yes, the free
1: download. I'll put it up
0: again. Yes. And please, we are going to be discussing her book. So if that's something that if we if what we've been discussing this morning has uh, registered and renaissance, rena, rena, reverberated registered. in there you go in your heart and in your belly if you've felt that kick because God has placed something in there and you want to birth that and where the start where the beginning of that is starts with reading this book and then coming to understand who Christ is so that you can have a, a relationship with the Father, please, don't put it off. Align with God's will for you. Amen. However he's speaking to you. and You already know, don't put it off. Run Amen. and say, yes, Lord.
1: And um, if you go to this website here, godslovesongministries.com slash resources. Uh, go to Beyond Salvation, you will also see that there's a hard copy available while supplies last. Free um, free copies are available in the United States, in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and in Puerto Rico, um, just asking for $5 um, shipping per address. So um, free hard copies are available uh, while supplies last, just $5 shipping per address. All right, so
0: before we go, um, I would be remiss if I didn't pray for those in the storm out in Texas and Mississippi and those places, and if I wouldn't, you know, pray for you guys. So let us go into a place of prayer right now in the name of Jesus, and because you have received Christ as your Lord, you have access to the house. Now keep your keys. You keep your keys, and there are more keys to come, (laughs) for Absolutely. All right, let's go. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we just praise you. We just worship you. We give you glory and we give you honor, Lord. We just lift you up. We adore you, Father God. How we worship you. We thank you for the Son, Jesus Christ, your beloved. We thank you for what he's done, that he shed his blood for us. We thank you that that blood covers us and makes us righteous We thank you that, Father God, we can confess these things knowing, Father God, without a shadow of a doubt who we are. We are children of the Most High God. We thank you, Father God, that we walk in authority. We thank you, Father God, that we have the mind of Christ. We thank you, Father God, that we can speak those things that are not as if they were, because faith is the substance of those things hoped for and the evidence of those things not seen. And because we can stand on that word, Father God, I just thank you and pray, Father God, for all of those who are being, Father God, uh, I I don't want to say overwhelmed, but those who find themselves present in the storms out there in Texas, and the um, other cities and states, Father God, in that region. I'm asking in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you would, Father God, be with each and every person. We're asking that you would restore, Father God, electricity, that you would restore um, water, Father God, that you would, Father God, watch over the elderly, Father God, those who are frail and sick, those who are in prison in the name of Jesus. We're just asking right now in the name of Jesus that your will would be done, Father God, as um, as far as the weather is concerned. We're asking in the name of Jesus that You, Lord, would take up residence in every household. And for those who don't know you, Father God, we're asking that you would do something great for them, that you would be present, that you would show yourself to them, that they would know without a shadow of a doubt that you are real, that this would be the pivotal access point for them to turn from unbelief to believe in the name of Jesus. We're praying for the government, all officials there, Father God, and we're just thanking you, Father God, that this thing will be over soon, that the death toll will not continue to grow, but it will decrease in the name of Jesus. We're just thanking you right now for these things, Lord, and though we know, Father God, that it is not your will, that any should perish, Father God, we're asking that. If those who do leave this earth, that they do it knowing you as Lord and Savior. We ask this, Father God, for my sister Kay, because she lives in that region as well. Continue to be a blessing and prosper each and every one of them, Father God, in the name of Jesus, as you have already done. We love you, Lord. And we worship you and we praise you and we give you glory and we give you honor. And we do it all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. And continue to bless each and every one of those who have watched the video, those who will watch, Father God. We're just asking that you be lifted up, that you would draw all men unto you and that you would get the glory. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, All
1: right.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. It has been fun, Facebook. It has been fun. Again, we are here every third Saturday of the month. You shall be looking forward. I hope you will be looking forward to meeting with us again so that we can wrestle with the word of God, so that we can start just chewing and digesting on the word of God and just feeding on what God has for us. Look for our flyers. And again, if there's anyone who wants to reach out to us, you have our information and just messengers, mess, messengers, what's the word, messengers, messengers, okay, text us, Thanks, reach y'all. out, email, whatever it is, you go ahead and do it, reach out, we would love to hear from you, all mm-hmm. right, we love you, we're going to close out.
1: Let me just say that. Yes. East Africa, friends. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here. Next month, when we come back, it'll probably be an hour earlier for you guys because our time will have changed, but I don't think time. so. Um, right. Just pay attention to the time in Eastern Kenya. All right? Okay.
0: All right, then. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed Sunday tomorrow as well. All right. Yes. See you again next time in the house of God. Boa